You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2022. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 22 years and has taught worldwide in over 32 countries and continues to educate in person and online. My name is Ava Brandt and I am happy to welcome you to the third season of my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. Hi everyone, Anna Brandt here, and we're recording this podcast from Canada. So thanks to those who are listening from around the world. Today, I want to talk about the entrepreneurial schedule. In my workshop today, one of the students was asking about just her challenge was work-life balance and, you know, how do you, you know, build the business and schedule and raise children. And whether you're a mom or a dad, uh, regardless of your situation around the world, whether you're working for somebody else, you're trying to build your own business, I am going to focus on the entrepreneur today. It's challenging. It's challenging working and trying to raise a family and trying to get your priorities straight. There's there's no easy way about it. But I will tell you that there's going to be different stages and some stages are going to be easier than others. One of the things my student and I agreed with today that the teenage years, the junior into the, you know, senior years are definitely more challenging than the toddler years. And when you're in the toddler years, it seems so overwhelming just to, Gosh, everything is overwhelming from having a baby to, you know, going from not having a baby to being up all night. Not easy. It doesn't matter how much you mention sleep deprivation to a new parent. It doesn't mean anything until they're in it. it you, cause you just can't even begin to understand what you'll go through. The sleep deprivation doesn't last forever. The first six weeks are brutal when you have a newborn. And then you go on and right when you're getting this, you know, to sleep, there's the teething. And then when you get through that and then baby's really sleeping through the night, you feel like a rock star. And usually that happens and then people get pregnant all over again. And so you'll see people that have two under two and and they're like, how did this happen? Because you probably got a good night's sleep, right? My kids are all two years apart. And I remember that, gosh, I think the first 10 years were just insane, you know, between you know, the feeding and the nursing and the sleeping and the, and then you get through the potty training and the toddler beds and, you know, each, each phase, each stage seems overwhelming. And if you're trying to run a business, whether you're building a business or you're a seasoned pro at the business, it's, it's challenging. There's no other way to say it. And every stage in a baby, child's preteen, teen, you know, young adult's life is, is presents different needs that they need from you as a parent. And if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, it's challenging. Why is it challenging? Because our innate nature, especially if you're a woman, is to nurture and to raise our children. Not that I'm disregarding the men. Men are raised to be providers. Now, there are some men that are more nurturers than providers, and there are some women that are more providers than nurturers. So this this isn't a gender thing. Understand that. Whether you're a man or a woman and you're the breadwinner or not, or you're the nurturer or the provider, it doesn't matter. There's challenges on both sides. And there's challenges in every stage of a children's life. I mean, where I am now, my kids have all had their birthdays. So they're 17, 19, and my son is 21. And 
I feel as, you know, late teens and young adults, this is the time they need me the most because the conversations are more in-depth, right? If you have kids of this age or young adults, they're not just conversations. They're conversations that are going to shape and change their life, whether it's a job or a relationship or or a behavior or a choice. It's something that you really need to take the time to really pay attention to the conversation at hand. You can't just be at the computer at this stage or paying attention to a show at this stage. You need to be involved. Eye contact, putting down whatever you're doing, looking your child in the eye and engaging with them and having a conversation is important. Not that it's less important with a two-year-old, but a two-year-old isn't paying attention to you as much as you're paying attention to them. Whereas a teen or a young adult, trust me, they're paying attention. They know how many times you've looked at your phone. They know if you're you know, giving them the side eye. They know if you're kind of working and trying to pay attention. They're very well aware. A two-year-old, they're aware as well, but just from a cognitive level, they're more self-focused on who they are and their immediate needs. So let's get back to the entrepreneurial schedule. Whether you understand child development or not, the idea is raising children and trying to work is challenging. It's just as simple as that. So what do you do? How do you build a business, continue a business, grow a business, work for others, and have work-life balance? How do you you know, take care of yourself, take care of your children, take care of the business and do everything at all times. And I've spoken about this before. The bottom line is you're not going to be a perfect parent, a perfect partner, and a perfect employee or owner all at the same time. There is going to be days where you're rocking it at work and failing it at home. There's going to be days where you're rocking it at home and maybe failing it at work. You can't expect to be perfect in all stages of your life at all times because you're a human being and that's just not how we are. So if you can accept the fact that there are days that, yeah, you're going to be rocking it in certain areas, but that doesn't mean that you're failing in other areas. It just means certain times you need to pay attention. It's kind of like when you bring a newborn home, everything seems to shut down, right? I remember being in the hospital with each one of the children and it seemed like the world just stops. And then you leave the hospital with a human and you're like, wait, everyone's still doing doing their stuff. Wait, everyone's still working and people are still out walking their dog. And because for a moment, time stood still and you brought another human being into this world and nothing else at that moment matters, Right. You could take that feeling into various stages of your children's life. They lose a tooth and maybe the tooth fairy slept in and forgot to leave the money under the pillow. Ever had that happen? It's the worst thing in the world. And you're trying to explain that the tooth fairy will be there tomorrow or or why did the tooth fairy pay you $20 this time and only $2 last time? And, and it seems like your whole world is revolved around the tooth fairy or, you know, a teen's menstrual cycle or the first breakup of a boyfriend or, you know, the first fitting of a bra or the first day of, of school tryouts. You know, it's it's when you're a parent and your child is going through something, everything stops. 
But also on the other side, if you're an entrepreneur and you're also a parent and you're, you know, going public or you're trying to get this deal or you're trying to land a client, it's as nothing else matters and all your focus is on that deliverable. So how do you marry all of it? Well, Ava, my youngest, just turned to 17 March 26th. And when she was four, I went through some health issues and those health issues forced me to reevaluate my life. I realized that I needed to take a day off for just me. And that was Monday. And I decided that I was going to take off Monday officially. And I was going to make work hours Tuesday through Friday. I did, you know, read the book, The Four Hour Work Week, long, long, long ago, and learned all about kind of compressing your time and time blocking and, you know, focusing and managing my schedule. And so I realized, okay, you know what? I'm going to take Monday off. Tuesday through Friday, I'm going to put all my effort into my business. And once my kids all went to school at the same time, I would make sure that from nine to three, when all of my kids were in school and they were at a place that I didn't have to worry about them and they were under someone else's care, I would dive 150% into my work. I could do that with confidence because I knew that someone else was caring for my children. Now, That didn't mean I wouldn't get urgent phone calls from the school. Your child's sick. They have a fever. They forgot their lunch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're you're never going to go without that. Just when I think I would get in a routine, that would happen. And that's okay. It wouldn't happen every day, but it would happen and you would deal with it and you would run the lunch over, add money to their account, things like that. That's good. That's part of being a parent. And it's kind of fun when you get that call in the middle of the day and your child needs you and it's, you're the most important person in their life. It's, it's it's a privilege. So you kind of have to kind of take it that way. But what I did was I realized I can condense my work time and get all of my work done, which is my shooting. I'm a photographer between nine to three when my kids were in school. That meant when I picked them up for school, I'm home for the rest of the day. I can do laundry, I can make them dinner, I can help them with homework, and I can give them my undivided attention. And then later when they're in bed, because they were early birds in bed, we had bedtime six, seven, eight o'clock at night, I could then kind of go back to work. And it was nice because there were many times after school, we'd get ice cream or we'd go to the park or we would just hang out and I would make them snacks. And, and it was nice because I had put in a full day at work and I could just then con- decompress at home. And it was a nice balance. And I took Sundays as well. And what's great about that is I had Sundays and Mondays, so I could work like a dog Tuesday through Friday. And then what I did was I raised my pricing on the weekend so that I wouldn't work every weekend. And then as the kids got older, as I got older, as I become more seasoned in my business, I just would decide that I would only work two Saturdays out of four. What that meant was when those Saturdays were booked, I would let clients know they may need to book weekends a month or two in advance. And that's not uncommon in a lot of businesses. If you want a prime time, you have to book in advance. If you want dinner on Valentine's Day at your favorite restaurant, you're probably going to have to book a month in advance. If you want Easter brunch at a particular restaurant or wherever, you're going to have to book in advance, right? So, you know, there are prime times in a business and you've got to decide for whatever your business is, what is a prime time? It could be an evening, it could be a weekend, it could be a morning, something that's in demand that everybody wants. But if you do it, it also sacrifices your own family and time. So for me, it was Saturday. 
And I had no problem taking Sunday off. I was raised in a family where we didn't really do things on Sunday. We were home on Sunday. Sunday was the Lord's Day. It was church day. It was siesta day. It was family dinner day. That was kind of the environment I was raised in. So taking Sundays off was easy. But Mondays, not so easy. But once I started doing Mondays, Mondays was a great time for doctor's appointments. It was a great time to kind of catch things up. When it was busy with the kids and, you know, you have those weekends where the kids where you feel like you need another weekend to recover from the last weekend of the kids. Birthday parties, sports. My daughters were competitive dancers. It just goes on and on and on. And sometimes your weekends are busier than your work week and you're flipping exhausted on a Sunday night. That's what's great about taking a Monday off is because I could get the kids off to school and be in my pajamas and handle appointments and pay bills and have a couple of quiet moments. You know, years later, I'm still technically closed on Mondays. Now, Mondays, sometimes I'm traveling. Sometimes I'm handling medical appointments. Sometimes I'm home paying the bills. And, you know, other times I'm just taking care of me. But if, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to be in control of your schedule. And you could say, but Anna, my business is booming and people are calling me and, you know, money is doing really good. I can't afford to take a day off. Listen to my words. You can't afford not to because if you work and work and work, it will catch up to you. You will burn out. You will have a medical situation. A loved one will need you. And it's just not healthy. It's just not healthy. You have to take care of you because the only one that can do the job you're doing is you, right? So if you're sick and you're not well and you can't do your job, ask yourself this question. Can someone else jump in your shoes tomorrow? Think about that. Think about your job. If it's not photography, mine is photography. Whatever it is, something happens, whatever. Could be medical, could be mental, could be someone needs you, and you couldn't go to work tomorrow. Is that okay? Can someone else fill your shoes? If you say yes, fantastic, great. Congratulations, you've built a team, and that's what we all strive for, for things to be working when we're not available, right? But what if that's not the case? That's that's something you need to address and you need to take care of. No one else can pick up my camera and take the photos that I'm going to take, right? I don't have any associate photographers. Many photographers do. I do not. So can I reschedule? I can. But if I allow myself to take a day or two off to handle the things that I need to handle, then I'm not worried about it so much. April is a very busy month for me. We're heading into April of 2022. And I knew six months ago, nine months ago, that April was going to be a very, very busy month. So I prepared for it in March. I took my daughters because they had overlapping spring breaks and we went to Cancun for four days. I took another weekend off. My daughter was turning 19 and I went to Santa Barbara and I spent some time with her. I planned the month before to make sure that I had time with the children, that I could be home more because I knew that April was going to be busy. And I prepped them and I let them know April's very busy, prepped them weeks ahead of time and made sure that I had time to spend with them so they were prepared for it. So when you have children, whatever age, if you prepare them, if you share calendars, if you go over schedules, and you go over their schedule first. Every semester, I sit down and I ask my children, give me your school calendars. I'm always bugging them. Give me your school schedules. And I sit down and I write down all the dances, all the important events that I need to be a part of, and I put them in my calendar. 
That way, when prom comes up, dances come up, homecoming comes up, tests come up, important events where they need their mother, it's already blocked off. And, you know, they will say to me, mom, remember I have this. And if I have to take a red eye on a plane and sleep overnight to take prom photos, I'll do it. No questions asked because that's what's important. Because when you decide to become a parent and you decide to raise children, that needs to be an important job in your life. And to me, for me, myself, that trumps everything. Now, There are times where I have to work to support these children, right? And you may say, Anna, I need to support my family. And I can't be there for every game and every event. And, you know, the tooth fairy might be late. And that's okay. I think what's important is open communication with your children. Syncing calendars. When the kids were little, I would tell, let them know that I would have late nights. Tuesday and Thursday were late nights. Did that mean that I would work late every Tuesday, Thursday? Absolutely not. But that meant that if I had a late night, it would only be on a Tuesday or a Thursday. And then during the busy times, it may be on both. And they would know and they would prepare. Now, did that mean that I wouldn't get messages or texts? No. Olivia, my middle, was notorious for leaving notes under my pillow when I would come home from a late night. It was very traumatic. When And, you know, we laugh about it now that she's 19, and I, I know I've saved those notes somewhere. But it was very traumatic. She wanted her mom home, and I get that. You know, my son is 21 now, but I remember when he was 11, and he would say, Mom, when I'm home, I want you home. And I'd say, okay, I get that. And he'd say, I don't care what you're doing. You could be sewing, doing laundry, cooking, working, editing. But when I come home, I want my mom home. And I get that. And your kids may be thinking the same thing and they may not be telling you that. But at the end of the day, kids, regardless of what age they are, usually they're comforted by their parents being at home. And you may think, oh, they're fine, they're good. But I'm telling you, those teen conversations, those conversations at the end of a school day, the conversations late at night or early in the morning are everything and they trump everything, and they are the most important conversations you will ever have. And so you need to understand as an entrepreneur or whether you're working for somebody else, what's important in your life. Sit down and make a schedule. Pick at least one day where nobody client-wise is expecting anything of you that you can be there for you or your family. Doesn't mean you can't work at home. Doesn't mean you can't do things like that, but you need a day. No one can work seven days a week, 24 seven all the time without burning out or affecting. And there are going to be times where that may be the case, but I'm saying on a grand scale on a 365, you know, calendar year, sit down and every month, if you have to do it every week, every month and evaluate your schedule and pick some time out for just you, whether you have to go to a coffee shop, a library, or I don't know, go work in the bathroom, find some time just for you. Then set aside time for self-care, whether you go to the gym or a spa or a massage or get your eyebrows tweezed or whatever you need to do because you need to put the oxygen mask on you first so that you can take care of the others around you. When you do this and when you set aside time for you, everything becomes clearer. You can get more done in a three-hour period alone than you can get in an eight-hour period with kids all around you begging for your attention. So many times I will get up very early in the morning before my kids awake, because even if I have 69 to 60 to 90 minutes, you know, between six and seven in the morning, I can get more done in that hour than I can with them begging for my attention after school. 
time block. Set aside time for you, time for your projects, time for your children, time for your family, for your spouse, for your partner. Make the time. Do not say the next time you hear yourself say, I don't have the time, stop yourself. Stop yourself and think about it. We have time for the things that we really want to do and we all know it. We all procrastinate and we all put aside things that we just don't feel like doing, myself included. Schedule yourself. Don't beat yourself up where there's days where you have to work seven days a week because it's holiday minis or spring minis or Mother's Day or you have deadlines. We get that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the other 90% of the time where you can walk the dogs and read stories to your children and listen to your teen who's having issues and spend time with your partner and spend time alone and go for a walk and clear your head or work out or do whatever you need to do. Because if you don't have that quiet time and if you don't have that meditative time or you don't have that time scheduled, nothing else is going to balance. It's just not going to balance. Work-life balance and building the entrepreneurial calendar is about control and taking over the life that you're choosing to live and build, right? And my wish is that, that you sit and if you have 30 minutes today, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to a quiet place in your house, your room, a closet, a bathroom. I should turn on the shower and just go sit on the floor. Go take a walk. Go sit in your car. Go early to work. Stay late from work. Whatever you do, take 30 minutes. Just be quiet and be silent and be with your calendar. And say to yourself, how can I build the schedule that I'm going to be proud of, that my family is going to be okay with, and that makes me feel better? Let's say you're not married and you don't have children, whether you're 18, 20, 30, 40, it doesn't matter to me. You need time where you're not working. Maybe you're binge watching a show, Netflix, you're writing places you want to visit, you're walking your dog, you're soaking in a tub, whatever it is. Take time out for you first, then sit down and say, Sunday through Saturday, how can I create a schedule that makes sense? and schedule work time, personal time, entertainment time, and whatever you else need you need to do. Do a little Google search on time blocking and then stick to it. Put it in the calendar, schedule appointments, visit friends, share it with your family and stick to it. And if you keep doing it, it'll become a habit. And next thing you know, you'll be building that entrepreneurial calendar that not only will you be satisfied with, but your family will also understand how important they are to you because you've taken the time. Hopefully, some of the things that I've said today will resonate with you and you'll make sense that you are your most important commodity to yourself and to your family. And if you can take care of yourself and who you are mentally, spiritually, and physically, you can contribute more to this world and not only live, leave, and not only leave a legacy, but build a life that you love. I'm Anna Brent. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrandt.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrandtEducation.com.